Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Difficult Conversations Over Coffee. We are excited to start this journey with you and let you into our world. As you enjoy our conversations, please understand that information contained here is of a general nature. The content provided may not apply to you or your symptoms. You may not rely on this information as a substitute for mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. With that being said, let's get into it. Oh, I like this. It's cute. Thank you. Let's get drunk. Okay. Yes, drunk on the water. <laughs> okay, sparkly water. All right. So, I have a question. Yeah. What are, you know, in your household, in your family, how did friendship look like from your parents, from your siblings, older siblings? And when it, when it comes to friendship, what kind of conversation that came up in your household? So the one thing I can remember about friendships and growing up, my mom always used to tell me, like, I don't need friends. And that kept like ringing in my head, even though like my mom is a pretty outgoing person. She had a lot of friends and and she had a, like a major impact on a lot of people in her life and people loved her and stuff like that. But she kept saying like, you don't need friends or like my kids were my friends mm. or whatever. So I think there's the, like a, a concept of friendship that I, I'm always kind of guarded when mm. it comes to friends and what you share with them and how vulnerable you are with them. And I think a lot of that comes back to that conversation with my mom. So it's not like incidents or experiences, negative experiences that happen between you and your friends, but it's the stories that you have heard about friendship from your mom that made you feel like it's you're building up guard like around your friend. Not multiple stories, but just that like one specific incident of like, it always came back to this idea of, I don't need friends Mm -hmm. and you should be able to be independent on your own, not having to lean on somebody. But it's so funny because especially for people that are like of older age, yeah. that that is so untrue. That you can untrue. clearly see that they, they have live friends. in a community and they have <laughs> so many friends. Yeah, there's Tazia every weekend. There's Afosha. Wayne every weekend. There's so many Afoshas. There's so many things that they go to, and I'm like, dude, I'm literally watching Netflix on Saturday. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Exactly. Like you have you more, have, you have more <laughs> friends and you have more of a social life than me. But you're saying you know, like it's just, or maybe I think th- their view of like friends is like, oh, kararasukurstan. You know, like they're gonna lead you astray, and you know, you should always keep it close and you know, tight knit or whatever. Or maybe she considers the people in her life that she's associating with as family. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but the thing is that I, I have to say, I've never heard positive friendship in normal community, to be honest with you. Like when it comes to female friendship, I don't hear it a lot. I don't hear positive. Maybe yeah, you us, always hear about, like, you always hear about yeah. a friend that steals the husband. Yeah, I steal the oh husband. Oh my God, you guys have a story. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, let me finish what I'm about to say. But like, there is a negative connotation when it comes to keep your privacy, don't Private, be vulnerable. Yeah. And uh, if you know what I mean, they're going to talk about you. They're going to take your story and take it to that person and that person's going to... Write it. So it's like there is that negative connotation where you're like, I actually grow up not trusting Oromo girls based on other people's negative experience, but not even my own. Because I don't even know I had a negative experience with Oromo girls. And my friends, all majority of like a lot of my close friends are non-Oromos for that specific reason, because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's negative things that's happening. And then you hear those stories. I'm like, but 
nobody told you that's not your story. That's yeah. not your experience. That's their experience. That's their journey. That's their, you know, neg- you know what I mean? Now that I think about it, all my friends are Somali, actually. Except a really good friend of mine that's Oromo. But my- Thanks, you guys. <laughs> no, no, like, not this table, but like growing up. I think we're trying to challenge that because three of us being Oromo and like raised in different areas, being like, I'm raised in Hutter, right? And you're raised in Addis and you were raised in like... Yeah, well, I was raised here, but I'm from Arsibade. Yeah, so like we come from a different areas, but our foundation is being Oromuma, right? Yeah. And But at the same time, we also, we have talked about these issues before ourselves, like how this connotation exists and how do we kind of like clear this misconception Oromo girls being really genuinely good collective community support with one another. Yeah, I didn't have a good impression of Oromo girls. I know. It makes yeah. me feel so sad. No, now that I think you about guys, it. You guys know what's what's interesting? Go ahead. Is, so I grew up in Addis, but I also grew up here. And I grew up in Blaine and I didn't have a lot of like Oromo community connection most of my life until probably like after, before, like high school or college. Because of that, I was craving that relationship with Oromo people. So whenever there was an Oromo student in Blaine, like which had like 10 black people in general, I'd be like, I'll jump on them and like, you're my friend now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'll be the Oromo girl. Oh my gosh. Just leave me alone. <laughs> and it's not even just Oromo people, like any hijabi, any black, any Somali, any anything that could be a relation to me and she wasn't just another white girl in the hall i would just jump on that relationship in that relationship in that seclusion we would become really really tight and then i realized that's not the same and then i would walk in the hall and like in grocery store in, Nor- in minneapolis and i would see a normal person at that time and i'd be like oh, excited like let me go say yeah. hey you know and then it's not that's not the relationship that mm. there's judgment because there's so many of us in yeah. that environment there's yeah. judgment there's not there's judgment there's crucifixion there's all of those things and there's jealousy there's a lot of reservation Re- yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah when it's like there's so many of us and it's not a treat it's not mm-hmm. a privilege to have another Oromo sister with you and that that shares that space with there's you there's an animosity too yeah. like the comparison aspect of it I'm like why yeah like, yeah. you're... It's like, we're not going to have the same... <laughs> but I want the one you have, though. Yours looks yummy. No, yeah. And it's it's funny because actually I have a story about it. A juicy story, right? Okay, go ahead. So, I... Uh, <laughs> no. So, it's about, like, how not to be a friend. People sometimes, I don't know what their intention is. But regardless of their intention, they come off and the things that they do can come off in a way that's vindictive. So there's this girl that I know. This girl is like married and she has kids and like she's like the Oromo girl is like living her life and she's happy and everything. And this girl that's friends with her and they've been friends for a very long time, blah, blah, blah. She'd come to her wedding. She's come seen her babies. They go out to dinner and she tells her, you know, what's crazy. Your husband, when we were, like, when you guys were, like, dating, was dating one of my friends at the same time. After all this year? After all these years, like, 10 plus years. What was the benefit of telling that story? I'm like, are you really being a friend, though? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Are you really being a friend, though? Like, are you, is that... Are what you, changed in the like in the in yeah. your friends? Life? Why didn't you yeah. if you wanted me to be careful or like not you know make a mistake or something? Why didn't you tell me then? Yeah, ten in the years, moment. fifteen years ago. Right. Yeah, instead of telling me now, 
like when I have like 15 kids and you know all these things right what am I supposed to do with this she information didn't mean literally 15 <laughs> yeah <laughs> two kids <laughs> yeah like what am I supposed to do with this information how does that help but you, you know, know sometime when we I'm gonna be the automobile friend of yours mm-hmm. like when I hear that type of story I'm so shocked that I don't even have a response for the other person. Yeah. Because I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this information? That's number one. Mm -hmm. Two is like, okay, let me process what just happened. Number one, because I'm shocked that now my husband, Mm -hmm. it's something about my husband and my family. That's out there. Exactly. And that I didn't know. Now I'm blindsided by this information. Mm -hmm. And here I am living my world like perfectly. But all of a sudden somebody just came. Yeah, tries me, to. Yeah, question the trust that my relationship have. Now I have to doubt my husband' behavior because I didn't even think that was a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like so. There's so many things comes after that. What's the end goal here? Yeah, like, I think what is your end goal? Yeah, I think I don't know if it's a lot of sisters or a lot of people do this, and it's it's not helpful because in the moment, even if you think that you're going to be helping your friend. And you're saying, hey, I know this was 10 years ago, but at the time, I didn't know how to bring it up to you. 10 years later, at that point, just don't even bring it up. Exactly. Don't even bring it up. <laughs> because the statute of limitations is already <laughs> is over. It has been. <laughs> you have one year. <laughs> well, yeah. you, have, you have time before I say I do. Yeah. yeah. After that. Yeah you, that. yeah, you know how in the movies, you know, whoever has Anyone objection. Has objection. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Object. <laughs> yeah. Because at that point, like, you have to care enough about your friend's marriage right. to yeah. be like, I don't want, just leave it to a lot because a if it's a lie you just put a wrench in there like and on top of that that's so haram like right yeah. and also like their her mental health right yeah like what are you what are you benefiting what, are you benefiting? what right. is she benefiting from yeah. this information let's say for example worst case scenario the husband did partake yeah. in that kind of activity and since then that person hasn't partake in any of the activity there was no no doubt or fear for her to mistrust her husband until then how is it helpful to drag his dirt from then people change that's you know people change people make mistakes and they move on but you bringing up something that that person did 15 years ago i question when my friend came and told me this story i was just like i don't know what to do i was like F your friend. Mm-hmm. F oh, your, right. your, your friend. Because she does not have... Yeah, she does not have your, your best, best intention yeah, at no, heart. No. She is trying to stir up drama or she's trying to make herself feel better because she has a shitty husband and she just wants to make herself feel better because she wants to mm-hmm. point out something about your relationship that's not that's not good. To understand what our negative relationship impact on our mental health is one of those, those things. You know, people who doesn't have a positive interest or a good In interest life, about your yeah. life and then they just want to start up... Or they yeah. want to see you in pain, yeah, because they get off that for some reason and yeah. that kind of, and then understanding what the, what is a healthy relationship friendship looks like that doesn't impact your mental health. Actually, let's jump on that. What does a healthy friendship look like? If you could use three adjectives to describe a healthy relationship or a healthy friendship, what would it be? I think for me, it's like somebody that champions your growth, that always celebrates your wins, and that doesn't compare you know, themselves to you. And also that doesn't question your loyalty because life changes and you might not be able to hang out with them as you used to. And they're not going to be like, oh, clearly. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't make you feel guilty about your life. Yeah. Make you feel guilty about your growth, your life, um, your improvements, you know, and you don't need that kind of person in your life. 
I think for me, I would say that there is a space of honesty and integrity in that relationship where you're able to say what you need to say and not feeling afraid to say it. With some friends, you're, you're always walking on eggshell. Yeah. In this space of trust and, and then, you know what I mean, honesty has been there in this relationship, that will make you feel safe and comfortable enough to say what you need to say in a respectful, kind manners. Not mm-hmm. just like, don't, don't be rude, obviously. Yeah. Don't be, you know, also like having negative stigma against one another or having like comparison. Just being honest. Look, when things happen, for example, bring it up. Not holding it together, not holding it, waiting until like two, three years for you to bring up something that has been done two years ago or holding grudges and keeping silence too. Like just because you're mad at me, you can't talk to me about things. Yeah, because, you know, even going back to your story, if that person really like had that space and was a true friend, as soon as she heard that, like if she cared about you, you were just dating this person at that time, she'd be like, hey, I don't think maybe you need to do more investigation or whatever. You know, this is what I heard. I think that would have been more appropriate. Even if you heard something, verify it yourself before you bring it to that person. And if you have a good evidence and that's clear and concise, Mm -hmm. then instead of saying, hey, this is what I've heard, Mm -hmm. I think being open, saying, look, I feel like you should take your time and getting to know this person. Yeah. And And, not bringing it up. And not bringing it up right away. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like your friend is still adamant about getting married to this person, then you're like, here, this is the information that I have. And this is the evidence that I have with this information. I'm giving it to you because I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I want happiness for you. You do what you do with it, but I'm still going to be here with it no matter what decision that you, you take. Whatever you choose. Yeah. You decide to do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's that person's choice how they're going to navigate that. You know what I mean? It's not up to me for, for you to be anywhere. I think, anywhere. you know, in, in Western communities, they say the messenger gets shot in these kind of relationships, in these kind of conversations. I think the way to avoid, like, feeling like, okay, if she decides to, like, ignore the evidence that I give her or ignore the situation, like the news that I bring to her and like get married, then she's going to resent me or whatever the case is, right? I think the best way to go about it would be, here's what I know. Here's what I found out. I don't want you to make a mistake or whatever. Here, I would not feel any type of way about you, regardless of what you choose to do about this information. Mm -hmm. If you want to be with this person after knowing this and you guys sort it out, more power to you. I will love you and support you anyway, Mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to be with this person afterwards and Mm -hmm. you know know this information, then I will drive the getaway car. Either way, you have my support and my respect and it shouldn't change anything. Like, I don't want you to feel like you're ashamed, you know, whatever the mm-hmm, case right. is, whatever the baggage is. So once you t- when you give that person that information, remove it from your ego and mm-hmm. remove it from your attachment to that information. Mm-hmm. And this information has nothing to do up with our relationship and how I see that person. Right. Because someone like Beyonce might find that their husband has been cheating on them and still choose to stay, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean anything about her as a person or the person that told her her husband was cheating on her. Right. It's just an information. Here it is. Use it as you will. I think What about you? What does the positive friendship looks like? Positive friendship looks like for me to let me exist just the way I am. With, be feel free to let me know if I am making mistake, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, if I'm not being a kind person, if I'm not living up to my potential, but do it in a kind manner. That is not like pulling me down and making me feel bad. And then make sure that you it's like a two-way road, right? I do the same for you. I become a mirror for you. You become a mirror for me. And then also like be my cheerleader. I'm your cheerleader. 
I am all about the Christina Meredith Grace Anatomy relationship. Like I am your person once I'm your friend. I will be there for you. And then I'm also that person that has friendships, literally deep, really true, honest friendships that I don't talk to them for like months. Right. They don't talk because we have lives and we live and we and then we come and we do this purge of information of like you just pick it up where you pick it up off. where you left off and you mm-hmm. let everybody know and nobody feels resentment. And I also call my friends and I have to feel comfortable to call my friends at my deepest, darkest moments and not Absolutely. feel like they will judge me, use that information against me, will see me through the lens of darkness after mm-hmm. seeing me in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, you can't weaponize, you know, your vulnerability yeah, yeah, against yeah. you. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to be a good friend, though? You as a as a person, what does that look like to you being a good friend? Because I recently learned that. I think I've learned that in the past two years, and I didn't know what that meant. And I'm still learning. I have to code to be able to code switch to be whatever you need at the moment and whatever you want at the moment, and then mm-hmm. at the same time, like also knowing what do you need in the moment of mm-hmm. our friendship like mm-hmm. do you need a hug mm-hmm. do you need a shoulder to cry on do right. you need someone to kick your ass like what do you need right. and being able to code switch into that and then also being able to understand that you don't meet a person at a certain stage and they stay at the certain stage mm-hmm. you might meet someone as a bubbly energetic happy all in party head and they might become and grow to be a very like zen and like quiet and if you what you love about them is just their energy the minute their energy is like very mellowed out mellowed out you're gonna and you're like that's one thing i'm realizing like love the soul and Mm -hmm. not the energy and like Mm -hmm. i also am learning that to be a good friend i have to know my expectation of my friends i can't put you on a pedestal and expect so many things from you and make you feel like you're disappointing me all the time. Mm-hmm. And what is expectation? Expectation is unspoken communication. communication yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You haven't stated, this is what I need from you. You mm-hmm. haven't expressed your love languages mm-hmm. to just friends. Mm-hmm. But you're just kind of assuming that they, they should, should know. do should this know. thing for you. And I think that's one of the biggest things. First things you should have with your friends is like the expectations and make it really clear. Because sometimes like you'll have friends where... You're like, okay, why is she acting different? Or like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Like, what did I do? And stuff like that. And it's not healthy. Because right. you are holding me to account to something that you want me to do. Right. But I don't even know what it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think for me, what it, well, like being a good friend, I'm still working through it. Right. <laughs> and saying, okay, what does this person need? And it all comes back to the whole idea of like, making myself kind of vulnerable to them and like, you know, sharing more about my life and, um, and stuff like that. Cause I feel like, especially as women, mm-hmm. we feel more closer to people. If we like, if we know something about you, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. and if you are more closed off to people, it's really hard to cultivate those kind of relationships. So mm-hmm. I'm having to learn what do I want to share? What is safe enough to me? for me to share with right. people right. Uh, if I want to build this relationship with somebody. Yeah. So so I agree because I think I recently learned that I'm very good at being other people's friend and I don't let people be my friend. Ooh. Yeah, I know. That's, that's actually, that's deep. Explain that. What does yeah. that mean? So meaning that the things that my friends need from me, 
being emotional availability. I'm very available for them, being emotionally supportive, being honest, making sure that they're validated when they're going through things, whether it's physically, emotionally, whatever that may be, I'm able to do that. So if I'm going through something, would I be able to still open up to them and tell them I'm also kind of having a to hard let time? let them be a friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. And or give them the opportunity to be a friend. Exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of time, we know how to be friends to other people, but we just don't know how, how to, to accept that. How to accept that for ourselves because you used to serving and being able to take care of other people. And you make that as self, sometimes as your identity and your self-worth. But then when it comes to yourself, you're like, but I don't want to burden them. But I don't want to do that. But they're going through a lot. You're making so much reservation mm-hmm. on them without letting them, without giving them a chance to make a choice. Because you're trying to be considerate, right? Yes. <laughs> but then it's, it's not being considerate to yeah. the other people. Because yeah. I remember a couple of my friends, well, they, they, whenever they listen to this, they would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they used to say, you know, we don't know nothing about Dhabi. Yeah. You know, Dhabi doesn't tell us anything about herself. Or it's not that I was doing that on purpose. It became a normal for me mm-hmm. to be that person. Yeah, because like you don't want to burden somebody exactly. with your own issues, right? Exactly. That's my issue that I have. It's, I'm <laughs> such, I used to be the complete opposite of you guys. I used to be like, if I tell you so much stuff about myself and I open up to you, then you will open up to me. So like I would be like a complete open book and I would just tell my shit, like air my laundry and then this is like before being married and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would just like, now, now, now. We tell can, me. Yeah, yeah. now tell me. <laughs> yeah. And then I there didn't realize there was then. an expectation yeah. Yeah. that yeah. once yeah. I shared, you would share too. But then the thing is, not every rose smells the same. And like yeah. n- some people use that information to weaponize yeah. you on you. And some people... They they're like okay good you told me but I never said I was gonna tell you shit like, yeah exactly <laughs> I will keep your secrets but yeah, I'm not it. gonna say anything yeah. so I had to learn yeah. to meet people where they are and to let them meet me exactly where I am mm-hmm. and I think also I had to to be a good friend you have to know thyself you have to know what your triggers are you have to know what your trauma is you have to know what your mental health issues are do yeah. what mm-hmm. and um, what barriers what you barriers you have mm-hmm. what are what are you experiencing and what are you what is your baggage what and is your baggage we build walls right mm-hmm. yeah we, ex- we build why walls. are those walls built exactly also? yeah exactly yeah. i had that- a friend i had a friend that told me i can't be friends with you because you dim my light and like whenever I'm around you, I feel like you take you hog all the spotlight and I feel like you dim my light. Mm-hmm. And I spent so much time after she told me that I felt so bad and I spent That's so much time. That's one way of saying this is you recognize what not being a good friend looks yeah. like, yeah. for example. Yeah. So I spent so much time trying to laugh quietly, oh, damn. to talk less, to not wear clothes that I wanted to wear Mm -hmm. to To make her comfortable to make her comfortable for some reason I used to like sitting like being in the middle of pictures like I don't know why or being at the end of a seat like when we're eating or something Mm -hmm. I don't know why I preferred those things but I did and I just would change those things and I realized I don't know what that when we are at a restaurant or something I like to have my face to the door so I know who's coming in and who's coming out I don't know why um, <laughs> it's I, safety things <laughs> escape mechanism yeah, like, and I used to try to change those things to just like adjust and then I was like 
it's just easier to drop the friend <laughs> at this point. <laughs> and she's a really, really good friend to yeah. other people. And just with me, I felt like I had to pick me. Mm-hmm. The, but at I least love the sound that. of my laughter and I don't want to change that. And I feel like at least she told you though, right? I feel like sometimes we have a lot of relationship friendships that like they just act it out. Like they just act they out. They become fake and they be friends. Fake. But then, you know, they're impacting your mental health. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because once you start chipping away at who you are to become friends with certain people. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. You start losing who you are. I think that is very an indicator of like how friendships impact your mental health. Friends could either help you improve your mental health and like help you give you tools and they could be tools to deal with your mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Navigate Yeah, navigate that life if you're experiencing depression or anxiety. And they could also be the causes of these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. They can definitely yeah. contribute it to your mental health that's already been there. And by that negative behavior can have a big implication on you in the long term. Even how you become friends next time around. Because it's all learned behavior. Exactly. How would you guys say is like what what are the red flags that you one could you point to uh, when they're looking at their friends if they are impacting their mental health in a negative manner? If they are... Constantly putting you down in a negative way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. or always in your situation. Yeah, yeah. In a negative way. They're like, why are you wearing that color? That doesn't look good on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or or trying to one up you yeah, and everything. Completely. Oh, you got in a car accident. I broke my leg and I jumped <laughs> off the roof. And I, yeah. I'm still here. And yeah. kind of minimizing <laughs> yeah. your emotion. Yeah. Right. And your struggles. And devalidating your emotions yeah. and not feeling safe. And weaponizing your vulnerability Or being real, quote unquote, right? Like they mm-hmm. would be at a wedding thinking that you look fly. And they're like, what is that thing on your face? Yeah, in front <laughs> of everybody. That to you. In front, in of, front everybody. of everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, I'm just being real. And then yeah. also people who bring receipts to your conversation when you guys are getting into an <gasps> argument. Allah. If they do that once or twice, I would You did this on July 24th, 2017. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you, you said, said, yep. But then, then you know, your emotional vulnerability is not safe there. Yeah, no. Because it's not. no matter what you do, it's going to come back. Yes. Or if they talk about their other friends with you. Yeah. And if they bring manner, you yeah. all the time, like, mm-hmm. oh, so and so said this to me. And then, like, but, and then later on, you see them hanging out with that person. Mm-hmm. Talking mm-hmm. negatively about other friends in front of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, yeah is, that is a big red flag yeah. I can't shake off. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, and you're saying you guys are best friends. And you're saying that, okay, I'm not a film bus friend. <laughs> yeah, I think my, my mom would always say, like, you know, whoever talks about somebody else in front of you, best believe they're going to talk about you in front of, you know, with somebody Absolutely. else as well. There is an Amharic saying that says, which means if someone's talking about your neighbor, listen as if they're talking about you. Exactly. So... To be mindful about your mental health. And I, I think the conversation about friendship is something that we're going to continue to yeah. touch on it in a different ways. But how friendship impact your mental health, this is something that we have discussed today. And be mindful about it and just make sure that you learn to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, we are just like scratching the surface because we just want the conversation to start somewhere. But I know a lot of people have experience with other negative situations or whatever. So please share and join the conversation. Be kind, be a good friend, and look up for each other, y'all. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum. This, this has been Difficult Conversations. Wa alaikum salam. I am Bonnie. 
I'm Abshiro. I'm Dahabe. And this is Difficult Conversations.